Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Grace Online. We're really excited for you to be able to receive an encouraging word from Scripture today. Because we know that God is already here, and He is ready to be with you. And let's get ready to hear today's message. Good morning. So we're on this journey that began last week, uh, taking a look at God's songbook, otherwise known as the Psalms. One of the insights that Pastor Marv shared with us last week that really resonated with me was how unique a thing it is that our God puts his words to music for us. How he uses his mode of his word to connect with us. And because these are God's words given to us, They are not just ordinary songs or poetry, but they are also prayers that we can use to connect with him and each other across every imaginable kind of situation, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. There is something deeply relational there that is unique about our God in the way that he gives us his word in this way. There is something that happens with a song that is different than just reading and retaining a story. There is something sticky about music that stays with us. We hold on to a song, a lyric, a chorus that is rhythmic. We repeat it out loud and it stays with us in our heads and in our hearts throughout the day. Many of us have our playlists we take with us everywhere we go, whether we are exercising, just taking a walk, driving, relaxing, whatever we're doing to help us engage in what we're doing with extra vigor, poise, vitality, to engage with our full body and mind. So with that in mind, should it really be that surprising that our God gives us a whole book full of songs to help us connect deeper with him, with our whole being? Before we could ever record our favorite songs on vinyl, make mixtapes, or create digital playlists, big surprise, God already put together 150 tracks for us in the Psalms to help us connect daily with him and his purposes for us. Well, the psalm from his playlist that has been playing on repeat in my heart for some time and is my, one of my go-tos that we're going to look at today is Psalm 121. With that said, I'd like to invite you to open your Bibles up with me and follow along with me as I read from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Now, this psalm comes from part of the Psalter that is traditionally known as the Pilgrim Psalter, Psalms 120 through 134. This group of 15 psalms, it is suggested, were used and sung by pilgrims um, on their way to the temple for worship in Jerusalem. 
and their origin is typically placed somewhere in the post-exilic period, probably around mid-350 BC timeframe. So with that, we can imagine in the earliest days that this psalm was read, sung, rehearsed, the singers would have been on the move, singing it on their journey, ascending to Jerusalem as they made their way to the temple for worship, and perhaps also in worship. Keep in mind that back then, travel had its hazards, and more often than not, people traveled in caravans for their safety. So we can imagine this being sung together. Of course, these suggestions do not have to be the only way the psalm could have been utilized. And whether or not we decide to call it a hill or a mountain that the psalmist is looking up, based on the Hebrew term har, which could mean either, that should not concern us, though I do lean towards mountains. Most important and at the heart of this song is that God is the subject of this movement. And the psalmist is lifting their eyes where they know God dwells and moving towards them with their help comes from to worship him. There is indeed an ascent ahead to worship God, but again, it is also God who enables the confidence and assurance of the pilgrim to make the journey. And it is in this confidence that the pilgrim on their journey declares, my help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. For you and I who read this after Christ's resurrection, this picture of a pilgrimage to the temple might look a little foreign to us, a little disconnected, or different from the way we approach this type of psalm. Sure, we come together for worship as a body, but in light of Christ, our journey is not so much tied down geographically or to festival calendars. We're now through Christ we're able to worship the Father in spirit and truth in all places and at all times. Jesus came to show us that we can access him at all times and in all places, and he wants to be in constant contact with us. But let's be honest. We all have our moments when it is hard to get ourselves in the right mindset to talk with God and to go to him when we should. We all have our difficult days where our circumstances can seem overwhelming, that it can be difficult to get outside our own head. There are seasons in our lives where we can come to feel encapsulated by the dark nights, and it can become difficult to find our way out of ourselves. And when this happens, the good news is that God is still able to reach us and has music for our ears. And when we find ourselves here, it is time to plug into God's playlist to be restored and renewed. Jesus doesn't want us to drift from him, and he gives us songs that can help us lift our heads and be present with him again. Think about it. When you look around, this is just something we do naturally. If you watch sports, you'll notice many of your favorite athletes are listening to music before they enter the arena to compete. They are meditating on a song that somehow puts them in the zone that allows them to be fully present and there. When I was preparing this message, one of the things that I learned about music that is, I found very fascinating that I was previously unaware of is that there's a psychological phenomenon actually that some of us experience when we listen to music called free song, which is an emotional response to music that invokes a skin shiver or a thrill. Perhaps a better way of describing it would be to say, I got so excited that the hair stood up on my arms. Anyways, 
This is a common experience, which makes sense if you think about how music inspires dance in us, or we'll use music to soothe us, to calm us. Think about singing a lullaby to a baby. With that said and that in mind, how cool is it to think that God has given us the capacity to experience his words so profoundly that it's as if we're feeling his words from the inside out. Another thing that I've learned recently is that songs stay with us with more resilience and other ways of remembering things, and that they can help us significantly in memory care and staying connected with our loved ones who are struggling with remembering. Again, how cool is it that our God designed us with so many means and ways to connect with him and his word that not only transforms us from the inside out, but also stays with us. Christ gives us his word in music, enabling us to lift our eyes to where our help comes from, giving us faith to believe in and call on our help, who is the maker of heaven and earth. This creator God, as Luther would explain in his small catechism, describing the Apostles' Creed that we confess, to paraphrase, is an active God at work now and always, providing for all our needs, for our bodies, our health, our livelihood, protecting us against all danger and all evil. This, I would say, is truly a God that can take away all our fear and anxieties in life, that can restore our sense of dignity regardless of our circumstances and restore our hope of being whole. Whether it is you or I or the pilgrim making their way to the temple, Whoever it is making their way toward God, it is only God who can truly free us from our own predicaments in life. As Luther famously put it in his Heidelberg Disputation, quote, it is certain that man must utterly despair of his own ability before he is prepared to receive the grace of Christ. It is only God who can fully restore us from the past missteps we've made in our lives who offers us forgiveness and reconciliation, or the ones that we're still making. It is only God who leads us into righteous paths for us. It is only God who can lead us into wholeness in ourselves and in community. It is only by his coming to us and through his Holy Spirit and his word revealed to us that enables us to become his faithful agents of grace and mercy to our neighbors. This is the God who promised his disciples that their perfect help would come as the Holy Spirit when he went away, and that when this happened, they would be enabled to ask for whatever they want and they need in his name, and it would be received. This is the same Holy Spirit by which you and I received our baptism, that we too can and will ask expectantly to receive all that we need in his name. It is in this baptism of the Holy Spirit that we have received our help from God in receiving him. It is living out of that spirit that we are being made complete, and this is the help that truly keeps us. Psalm 121 immediately orients us where we must look for our help. It is a message that assists us in departing from the self-consumed narrative of this world that limits our help or in our hope to our own abilities. It is a message that counters the world's desperate attempts to hide and ignore circumstances humans have no control over. It is a message that leads to the perfect kind of help 
and salvation that restores us as one people made in his image, communities that thrive together, and it doesn't give in to the world's narratives that falsely tries to recreate us into individuated identities of our own making that are only capable of self-preservation. Psalm 121 does the opposite of what the world tells us to do and points us to the real, only, and ultimate solution that comes from outside ourselves and is received as a gift that is God's grace. As I've interacted and interact with my fellow Christian pilgrims or brothers and sisters in Christ, I am always moved and uplifted when I hear Psalm 121 recited in some form. Sometimes it is just the first part of the second verse, my help comes from the Lord that just so naturally flows into our conversation. On another occasion, I recall a patient requesting that I read it to her so that we could pray it together, right as I was about to suggest the same track from God's playlist for her. Every time I hear it or read it, I hear Christ in this song. There is the faith generated in those words that assures us that beyond all circumstances, he will not fail us or let our foot slip. There is the humility Christ generated in us by faith who are hearing it, saying it, and praying it, because these are God's words. And this is an affirmation for us of the recognized dependence on his grace we have. That just as Jesus submitted to and relied on the Father, we are submitting to our Lord in making Psalm 121 our prayer in affirming and calling on our Lord for his perfect help, his perfect help for us, which is his Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit that he sends to us to live out of. There is also the sense I get in reciting this together or in hearing it from a brother or sister in Christ, that our shared identity in Christ is pulling us together, creating a sense of what his wholeness in community truly looks like. No matter how different our journeys have been up until this point, there is a recognition that the one who keeps us is truly also binding us together on our journey. Beloved, we are so blessed to have a God that loved us first, who comes to us in flesh to be with us, who reaches out to us where we are at, who empowers us with his spirit, just like it had empowered Jesus during his ministry and protects us from all threats that could harm us by day or night. A God who is always already there before us, inviting us to follow him and to participate in his mission. A God who transforms us and empowers us, but is patient enough in his grace to allow us to grow into him. A God who gives us his word in ways that stimulate us, like in song. Songs that lift us up and remind us that we can't do it on our own, and why would we even want to try? And songs that stay with us, even when it seems there is nothing else left that we can hold on to. Beloved, God sent his son Jesus to us to give us something to hold on to. That is where our eyes are lifted and look up to for help and hope when we hear this song. No matter where we are in our journeys, we have to remember and to remind one another that God gives us words to connect with him all the time, to restore us, to renew us, to save us from all that will decay one day. 
You and I in Christ have a hope that lasts, knowing that he will watch over our coming and going, now and forevermore, knowing that we will dwell in his house for our whole life long. Amen. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us online at gracehb.org. Thank you.